time for a visit from the town manager of Mansfield. Ryan Aylesworth joins us this morning. Ryan, you uh, to quote a Jimmy Buffett song, are you getting set to head out for Labor Day weekend? <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a good summer, and uh, as a Yankee fan, I can say I'm very happy they didn't lose last night. Of course, they didn't play last night, so I guess that's that's the flip side of that. But uh, it's been a been a good summer in our household. You know, we've uh, had a whole summer of fun with the kids, camping, hiking, enjoying events in the downtown, all that sort of good stuff. Very happy. I know I'm in good company here. Happy that we've gotten some rain of late. Um, I know our our lawn is pretty sun-baked. The grass wasn't doing too well, and there was a lot of that going around. Uh, kind of the entire opposite extreme of what was happening last summer, which was a total washout. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a good summer, and the kids are looking forward to, to going back to school. Um, they'll be heading to Mansfield Public Schools on uh, next Tuesday, uh, the 6th. And uh, as you probably know, EO Smith uh, High School students, they came back into session yesterday. So uh, schools are going to be up in full swing here um, if they aren't already pretty soon. Um, the convocation for Mansfield Public Schools was this week, and it was just a, a great event. Uh, Superintendent Dart did a fantastic job with his first convocation. You know, the overarching theme was was hope, and there were a lot of uh, very inspiring speakers that were there. And uh, I want to do a special shout-out, though. Um, as you know, uh, Kim King, who was Mansfield Teacher of the Year last year. And Connecticut Teacher of the Year. Yeah, and then, and then went on to be the statewide Teacher of the Year. Um, Kate Harbeck, who's a grade two teacher and is Mansfield Teacher of the Year this year, um, it was announced a convocation. She she is a semifinalist for state teacher of the year. So it's possible, Wayne. It's possible that two years in a row, um, the statewide teacher of the year could come from Mansfield. And even if that honor goes to somebody else, just being a semifinalist is something really special. But all right, so take a look at the big picture. What does that tell you about the educational system in the town of Mansfield? Well, our public schools is pretty much any resident knows, certainly any resident with a kid knows, is, is top flight. You know, um, one of the things that really drew me to this community when I when I thought about applying for the town manager position, you know, as, as somebody with kids, was the quality of the school system. And uh, that's not something that every small town in America has, a public school system of this quality. And uh, And certainly, you know, the fact that we have a flagship state university here i think that that commitment to education kind of rubs off into the larger community but we have a just you know we have a great public school system and and very excited to be opening a brand new elementary school uh, in the coming months ryan you did touch on the drought that we've been having and there are towns in connecticut more than a couple who have issued some pretty severe limitations on the use of water including don't water your garden and plants and things like that where do things stand right now in the town of Mansfield? So right now, um, we don't have necessarily any hard and fast, uh, you know, prohibitions in place. But you know, certainly, the the overarching message, whether you're on uh, community water system, you know, you're a Connecticut Water customer, a Wyndham Waterworks customer, or if you're, you know, on a private well, is everyone should be conserving water right now because of the drought. Um, you know, even if, you know, like I said, even if you have a well, it's prudent to do so. And uh, I know it can be tough. You know, people make investments in plantings, and 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 I certainly know what that's like. But obviously, you got to do what's good, good, good for the order. And right now, you know, we are in a drought, and we just have to be uh, be smart about how we're using water. It's not just back to school for Mansfield families, but UConn is also back in session this week. Did the move-in weekend go smoothly for the town? It did. 
I had a, a debriefing with our resident trooper supervisor um, earlier this week to kind of check in on how things are going. Um, obviously, you know, when there's when there's moving and families, uh, especially for the for the first year students, um, you know, it tends to get more trafficy, particularly uh, along Stores Road. Uh, so we try to do our part to alert residents of the schedule. So, you know, it's just kind of all part of the, the flow of the season, if you will. But really, knock on wood, uh, no no noteworthy incidents, incidents uh, to date. Um, it seems to have been a very smooth um, move-in process. And, and we're excited. You know, when the kids come back into campus, it's good for our local businesses, particularly in the downtown area. Um, and we work really hard. Um, you know, we, town staff, and, and our resident troopers office work really hard in collaboration with UConn and, and their student life folks to, you know, to apprise students of off-campus. Uh, they're living off-campus about responsibilities, you know, being a good neighbor. Um, a lot of our uh, college students uh, that live off-campus, they do live in our residential neighborhoods. And so, you know, it's important for them to understand what, what living in those neighborhoods is all about and being a good neighbor and, and getting along with your neighbors. And um, obviously college kids are always going to have fun. We expect that to happen. But, uh, but we want everybody to do that in a, in a safe and orderly way. Speaking of UConn, I hear that you have been on the search committee for the new UConn president. What's that process like? Yeah, you, you heard right. So it was certainly an honor and a privilege to be invited to, to serve on the search advisory committee for the next president. Um, it was, you know, again, very appreciated that the Board of Trustees, uh, you know, that they reached out um, to me in my capacity as town manager to to have a voice in that process. Um, certainly, you know, town-university relations are, are very important um, to me and other, you know, local officials, but uh, should be important to UConn as well. You know, we have a lot of shared challenges, shared goals, and just having that perspective and that seat at the table, again, really, really appreciated. But uh, there was a large candidate pool, a very large candidate pool, actually. Um, as you'd expect, UConn retained an executive search firm uh, that specializes in these sorts of uh, recruitments. Um, they've led a national search, uh, considerable interest, and, and I can say that the field, um, which was very, very large, has been narrowed to a small group of finalists that we'll be interviewing soon. And uh, and I think there's a high degree of confidence that uh, that UConn's going to find the right match, the right leader for the next chapter of its uh, its storied history. Do you have a feeling? And I don't think you need to give a an on the record thing, but do you have a feeling for about how long the process is going to take and when there will be a new UConn president announced? When the search is going to be over? Sure, I can say that everybody's interested in, you know, would love to have uh, a decision sooner than later, but at the same time, I think the first priority, as you'd expect, is making sure that they get the right person. And if that takes a little longer for one reason or another, that, you know, they'll, they'll sacrifice, you know, the expeditiousness of the timeline, so to speak, to get the right person. But, um, you know, the original goal when the process started, there was an eye towards, you know, as, as soon as, as close to the start of the fall semester as possible, and I'm sure there's still a desire uh, to do that. But again, I think, you know, making sure that they find the right leader, the person with, with the vision for the future of the university, I think that's their top priority. Can you give just some insight as to what you and the other members of that committee are looking for with the new president? I'm assuming that whoever becomes UConn president in 2022 might have some different qualifications or job responsibility than, say, the Homer Babbage when I was going to college at UConn. Well, I think, you know, um, obviously, because it's, it's a big job and <clears throat> it's a big institution, you know, I think one of the things that was on full display early on is the, the advisory committee got together 
and, and we talked about our own individual goals, was just how many goals and, and priorities, if you will, uh, there are. You know, certainly from my standpoint, you know, I think it's incredibly important to have somebody in the role that understands um, what it is to, to have quality working relationships with local stakeholders and, and again, collaborate on so many shared goals, whether it be economic development or housing or what have you. But um, one of the things that was definitely clear, and, and I had a sense of this going in, but definitely a clearer sense as the process progressed, is, you know, UConn, uh, the president of UConn isn't just the president of UConn, but you know, they're, they're the head of UConn Health. And so that's a uh, another skill set and dimension, if you will, that uh, not all university presidents have to have. So that, that ability you know, obviously to to lead what's going on in stores, but, you know, Hartford and Stanford and, and, a, and a sort of geographically diverse um, institution, um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, collaboration, research, bringing in resources, fundraising, you know, these are all critical qualities, but it's a, it's a big job, and, um, and I, I'm sure the list of priorities, the official list of priorities and goals uh, for the next president right out of the gate is going to be very, very long. Ryan, what else are you working on that will be rolling out of Mansfield after Labor Day? Uh, there's always a lot going on, but I think a couple things I might highlight, and I have mentioned uh, at least one of these on your program in the past, but uh, we'll be launching, starting our second uh, installment of the Mansfield Local Government Academy uh, on September 15th. So we launched this last year. Um, this is going to be a 12-session program, and uh, we're very close to filling all our 20 slots. I think we have one or two left. So anybody listening to this program, if you've thought about registering and you haven't yet, please uh, please call my office and, and express that interest so we can uh, save you a seat. But, you know, it covers all facets of local government, everything from you know, public finance, administration, public works, public safety, libraries, recreation, human services, the full gamut, and uh, really is a kind of uh, in-depth, behind-the-scenes look for, for people that are interested in learning more about local government to to see how the sausage is made, so to speak, and, and understand, you know, how we, how we operate here at a local level. And uh, a couple other things maybe to highlight, uh, since we have a town council meeting coming up on, on the 12th, um, and we'll be making a presentation to the town council. Folks may be interested to know that uh, over the better part of the last year, we've um, we've been working on a municipal facilities needs assessment study, a very very in-depth process, and uh, we're inching towards some recommendations to make to the council about upgrades and and improvements to our municipal spaces. As as you may know, uh, Wayne, a number of our facilities. Uh, they were designed for other purposes, and they kind of morphed into municipal buildings over the years. You know, take our town hall as an example. You know, it was a grammar school. And so, you know, while the building has served us well for for quite some time, it's also, you know, uh, I think most people would agree, it's it's uh, probably poorly sized, not, not necessarily well laid out for the function that it serves. And so we're just, you know, we're taking a comprehensive look at our buildings and trying to make sure that, um, what we have not only meets the needs of employees, but really, you know, meets the needs of our residents and, and um, make sure that our buildings are the right size, the right layout, the right location for, for what it is that we're trying to do. And then I might just also mention, because um, uh, I know it's come up in the past in discussions with you, the Eagleville Green Project. You know, this is uh, one, far, one, one part uh, affordable housing, one part uh, transportation safety improvements. Um, you know, this project, uh, it's, it's a... It's a $20 million project with many sources of funding, 
and, and the town through grant acquisition has been helping to promote that project. Um, and it's inching closer to getting all the funding it needs to hopefully, you know, break ground in the spring. That's the uh, that's the goal, but uh, we still have some work to do. And uh, and yeah, just uh, <laughs> never a shortage of activity in town hall. That's for sure. And I saw the Mansfield Community Center is gearing up with new programming for the fall, including the Community School of the Arts. Tell me more about that part of your parks and rec programming. Yeah, Mansfield uh, Community Center has been basically the proverbial beehive of activity. Um, we've recently closed down for annual cleaning and maintenance, and, and now we're in the process of uh, enrolling you know, folks in a variety of uh, classes and programs. Uh, we'd want to make sure people know that actually this weekend is free admission weekend. So, you know, we'd strongly encourage anyone interested in checking out the facility to, to come and experience it, the pool, the gym and fitness equipment, a variety of activities that we'll have going on. Um, one of the things, you know, I, I don't know that necessarily everybody realizes this. It's certainly, you know, it's something that that's, uh, sticks out to me is, uh, our teen activities. Um, this is something that, you know, again, a lot of towns don't have. So, you know, learning and practicing foreign languages, nutrition, just a wide variety of topics. You know, we're really proud of the, of the lifestyle support that, that MCC offers, the Community Center offers. Um, and, and, yeah, you alluded to the Community School of the Arts. Um, this past Monday, we actually had a grand reopening of that facility, just a, just a lovely facility. Um, and it was you know, basically renovated um, through very generous donations from, from the Lennard family and the Austin Foundation. Um, and, you know, whether it's music or art lessons, uh, you know, there's just a, a wide range of things going on there. And unfortunately, you know, when we opened it, um, uh, initially the, the, the pandemic basically immediately followed. And so that kind of led to the opening of the facility stalling out a little bit. So this is a reboot, if you will. Um, but we're really excited. You know, it's a resource for young people and adults. And um, and and even before this facility was constructed, you know, the Community School of the Arts it's been a tremendous has a tremendous track record. And you know, it's one of really few resources like it in the region. And and we're proud to host that through Mansfield uh, Parks and Recreation. And I know at the end of this month is your Celebrate Mansfield Festival. How are plans shaping up for that? Fast and furious. Uh, yeah, Saturday, uh, September 24th. Um, it's from uh, 2 to 6, and then followed by live musical performances on the square that will run until about 8 o'clock. Um, lots of town-hosted information booths, a kid zone, activities, and, and music all day. Um, I know the organizers would very much like me to emphasize that uh, they're still on the search for volunteers, uh, families or organizations, you know, willing to work uh, a few hours that day. Uh, many hands make light work, and, and there's definitely a lot of work uh, to be done. Um, they are introducing um, a few new uh, activities this year that people are pretty excited about. Uh, one, and this is open to families, uh, organizations, businesses, clubs, um, basically everybody under the sun, is a, a scarecrow decorating contest. Um, I know some communities have, have done things like this. This is Mansfield entry into this um, this fun activity. So basically, uh, you know, if you're familiar with the uh, tree trimming contest that we do with the Winter Welcome, this is sort of along those lines. Um, you know, individuals, families, again, organizations, businesses have an opportunity to uh, create a scarecrow, and of course, it has to be of certain dimensions and all that fun stuff, which is all spelled out on the website. Um, but uh, the contest uh, will will be happening in kind of the run up to. Um, 
to the festival, and then the judging, you know, will be happening by popular vote at the festival itself. And so, just a a fun way for for you know community members to to express some community pride and, and have some fun uh, with the event. And then also, um, what's been called a fancy frog festival puppet pond pageant. So this is uh, being done in collaboration with the the Ballard Institute and the Museum of Puppetry. Um, it's a way to explore the, the, the life and complicated relationships uh, that occur in our local ponds. And so um, that's uh, happening, uh, let's see, I think it's uh, the workshop, uh, the puppet building workshop, if I recall, is uh, Saturday the 17th and Sunday uh, the 18th. And so that's at the Ballard Institute. And uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., it's free and open to everyone. And, and folks can register online at Downtown Stores Festival. Org. So, yeah, it's going to be a great festival. It's really our seminal fall festival. Um, I know my family loves going to it, and uh, I'll just look forward to seeing everybody in the downtown later this month. And just yesterday, they announced that Argonaut and Wasp will get people dancing. They'll be the headline act for the Celebrate Mansfield Festival. Ryan, always good to catch up with you. Have a great Labor Day weekend, my friend. You as well, Wayne. Go Yankees. Who? Huh? Who? Ryan Aylesworth, the town manager of Mansfield, on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.